The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast of the VikingAge.com. We do this every Monday and Thursday night at 6.15 p.m. Central Time right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. If you have not done so yet, make sure you hit the subscribe button, ring the bell, all those cool things. Because if you do mainly subscribe, you get a chance at winning a Justin Jefferson jersey. Just click on the description below. All the rules are there. You can find out how to do it, and you might have a fresh purple number 18 jersey that I know you'll just look great in. But you're probably wondering, my name is Chris Shad. I am your host. I am a contributor at The Viking Age, along with several other websites. Alongside me is my co-host, Adam Patrick, who is the managing editor of The Viking Age. And Adam, Draft week is finally upon us. We have finally gotten here. The long, drawn-out draft process is almost over. 32 teams are going to select the next wave of NFL talent. And for some, it will be the beginning of a Hall of Fame career. And for others, it will be a punchline that we'll laugh at for years to come. So, Adam, let's start off with this question for you. Are you excited now that we have reached draft week? Uh, it's always a bunch of different feelings because because you you know we cover it so there's a lot of work uh, this week uh, as far as pre-draft stuff and draft stuff uh, and then post-draft stuff as far as grades and everything goes then you look ahead to 2023 so it's a it's a I, I like the draft I like to see who, who the Vikings pick but I'm also going to be happy on Sunday uh probably more monday uh when it is over and we get a little little break because this this and free agency are probably the two busiest parts of the year for for people who cover the nfl um but you know at the same time i'm not sad because i get paid to cover it uh and so do you so uh it's not a bad gig but uh yeah i'm excited i'm just excited to see because there's so much uncertainty i feel like surrounding this draft not not just the vikings pick but even the number one overall pick people still don't know who the jaguars are going to select and and people don't know when the first quarterback is going to come off the board or, or you know how far some player is going to drop like this this draft class people just 
people think they have an idea, but then we see something today where like the Jets are interested in in Jermaine Johnson at, at number four, possibly, and it's like, wow, okay, so like I, I'm expecting a lot of a lot of things to happen in this this draft. Um, so I think it's going to be one of the more exciting ones. Uh, I'm not so sure how many good players it'll produce, but it'll be probably entertaining. And plus, it's from Vegas, so some some stuff's probably going to happen uh, out in Vegas. Some draft pick is going to get selected and instantly ruin their career in the same night. It's going to be uh, pretty fun to watch, I think. <laughs> I don't know. If the, gas mask, if the gas mask bomb didn't, uh, you know. The face mask, get, yeah. Get, yeah, the or face mask or gas mask or whatever. I actually was distracted. I was trying to tweet out the uh, link for the yeah. Viking Age podcast, and my tweet deck was going insane. So I'm literally just talking in circles right now. Um, but let's get on to our first topic, shall we? Because I think this Vegas draft, everybody wants to know what is Quasi Adolfo Mensa going to do in yeah. his first draft as Vikings general manager, and Adam. To predict the future, we must appreciate the past. And somebody has already done that for us. His name is Felix Zurich, who is someone on Twitter. I'm assuming he belongs to Elon Musk now. Um, yeah, not really sure who he is. But he created a chart that revealed the draft history of NFL general managers from 2017 to 2021. Now, he excluded quarterbacks and special teamers, but the chart is based off average age and average relative athletic score. So uh, for the, those of you at home who may not be familiar with it, uh, there is a site called Math Bomb, or I think that might be the uh, Twitter handle, but uh, yeah, they look sure. at all the composite workouts and they give them a score. And if you score 10, you're a great athlete. If you score zero, well, you're probably just like me. Um, what we found out was that Rick Spielman took the oldest players with the lowest relative athletic score. So Vikings average RAS was below seven, but the average age was about 22 and a half. So let's start off here. Are you surprised by the findings by Elon Musk's uh, Twitter bot here? Uh, I don't think so. I think, uh, I think Rick Spielman liked guys from big schools who were established, who had experience, uh, you know, starting and he, he wasn't, I don't remember him being too big of a fan of, of guys that were more like one year wonders. He didn't, he didn't think they were really worth the risk. And if he took risks, it would be later in the rounds, like with a Daniel Hunter or some other guys in the seventh round. Um, but with those early round picks, he tended to go with guys that uh, were, you know, I guess, veteran college players, if you can call them that. Um, so I'm not surprised. And the, the athleticism does surprise me a little bit, but not really because Rick Spielman was there since 2006. And he can say like all this, you know, we're, we have analytics and stuff. But, you know, like we hear the stories about how. Uh, the scouts didn't want Wyatt Davis, but that but Rick Spielman, you know, he he pounded the table for him. He, that was his guy, and he wanted probably because he had like a gut feeling or whatever, regardless of what the numbers said. Um, so this doesn't surprise me, uh, but I think, and I think you're going to talk about some of the stuff that that Quasi's former teams did, and, and that doesn't really surprise me either. But no, I'm not, I'm not shocked by these findings. Um, there are two names that I can think of off the top of my head that do not shock me about this. 
the first being Garrett Bradbury, who is 24 yeah. uh, when they drafted him. And Rick Spielman was like, age? We don't care about age. He's going to be a rock-solid center. And uh, look where we are now. And then Ade Aruna, I, I want to say he was 25 when he was a rookie. Like he was 24, 25, very grown-ass man, basically, that they tried to turn into the next Daniel Hunter. Even How old was the long Daniel snapper? Was, How old was Austin uh, Cutting? Wasn't he kind of old, too? Austin Cutting? He was kind of wow, old, too, that's, I thought. That's a great question. I'm actually going to look was. that up now. But uh, <laughs> that plays into it. Yes. It just it, It's not shocking at all because it, it Rick Spielman being the football guy, yeah. it, it just, uh, yeah, like he's going to take guys that aren't, exactly athletic so and that might be the problem that might be why uh some of those guys busted so hard i'm trying to find the pro football reference page for austin cutting and i'm having trouble finding it which is probably a sign you wasted your draft pick okay so he is 20 he's 25 right now right now so he actually came to the league at 23 that's still old 23 is old for a draft pick you should be you know look at guys like irv smith and Gene Hunter, they're around 20, 20, 21. Um, even Justin Jefferson, I think he was 21 when he was, no, he wasn't, I think he wasn't even 21 yet when uh, he was drafted by the Vikings. If he was, it was, it was very recent. Um, and then a lot of the guys they've drafted who were young have panned out. So I don't understand the whole, uh, not wanting to draft guys that are, that are young. Maybe that's a Zimmer thing. Maybe that was a Zimmer thing too. Like he didn't want to deal with some of the immaturities that might've come with the younger guys. Um, and he wanted to deal with guys that had a tiny bit more, I guess, life experience. But obviously, that doesn't matter uh, if you can't play on the field. So, you know, I don't know what their what their logic was. And I, I hopefully this is not something that continues with the the one thing about this year. I think that we still might not even find out what Quasi likes to do uh, with the draft because he's got the same scouting staff as uh, Rick Spielman did. Because usually the scouting staff isn't done until after the draft, because why would you just get rid of a scouting staff with, with when they've done like eight or nine months of work already? Um, so some of the same things that Rick Spielman did or the players that he picked, we might see that again this year, but some of the habits as far as like trading back and not really trading up in recent years might change. So that's something to pay attention to, too. Is he just going to do like the Jimmy Butler gif in the draft room? Like, you know, where they hand him the stats and he's like, you know, shimmying and just throws them over his shoulder. Yeah. Just like, okay. Just like Mike Zimmer did with all that analytics information over the past couple of years. Um, yeah. Don't mean to take a stray at Jimmy Butler and Mike Zimmer, but here we are. Yeah. Um, so I looked at this chart and I'm like, hey, what can we take away from this? Mm-hmm. And I started looking at Quasi's previous stops. And his first stop was with the San Francisco 49ers. They're 2017, 2019 as the director of football research and development. Uh, he was also there earlier, but 2017 was where he was promoted. John Lynch was brought in and there was a whole new regime. So, and that's when the data started. So I wanted to look at that. John Lynch took older players than the Vikings, 22.7 years old. And that was uh, according to September 1st. So if they were, you know, 21 on, you know, April 30th, but they turn 22 sometime over the summer. Yeah, that's that's kind of how it worked. Yeah. The problem was their average relative athletic score was over nine. 
or just shy of 9.0, I should say. So no other team took more athletic players during this draft, but they took players that were a little bit older. So their notable tick, no, excuse me, notable picks during this time. 2017, they took Solomon Thomas and Ruben Foster in the first round. Not great. Uh, yeah. Akila Witherspoon in the third round, and some guy yeah. named George Kittle uh, in the fifth hey. round. All right. He turned out okay. Yeah. Uh, big wrestling, wrestling fan, fan I think. He, yeah, yeah. <laughs> huge, huge wrestling fan. I think he knows who Pentagon that's what uh, he, is. That's what he's known for, I think, though. Really? Right. Yeah. He's not, he's, he's he's not right. He does he's, a zero he's, he's a, miedo thing. He's a decent player. Yeah. Very good. Fifth round. Fifth round. Uh, 2018, Mike McGlinchey, Fred Warner, and uh, current Viking signing Julian Taylor bringing that up because he's on the team now uh 2019 nick bosa and debo samuel that's a pair of home runs yeah and yeah so he goes to cleveland where quasi is the vice president of football operations from 2020 to 2021 andrew barry was the general manager there and the browns took players with a higher than average relative athletic score but they took younger players now you're asking yourself how young are they? Younger than anybody by a mile, like just over 21 years old. I believe 21.6 was the number on the chart. So notable draft picks during this time in two years in Cleveland. 2020, they took Jedrick Willis Jr. They took Harrison Bryant. 2021, they took Greg Newsom, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, and Anthony Schwartz, who ran a blazing 40 uh, in, during the pre-draft process. And this chart also kind of skews information because it was in the John Dorsey era. And back then they had Miles yep. Garrett, David Njoku, Denzel yep. Ward, Austin Corbett, Nick Chubb, uh, lots of guys with lots of athletic ability. So now that I just kind of laid everything out, you know, what do you kind of take away from this? And does Quasi, I mean, track down some athletic guys or how does this work? Yeah, I think so. I think, we talked about how Spielman probably preferred experience over uh, like a pure athletic specimen. And I feel like Quasey is going to take a, a, the exact opposite approach where if a guy just like jumps off the, 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 the testing sheet or whatever, as just this, this great athlete, he's going to be more interested than, in him than some guy who started 40 games in his college career. Um, not to say that those, those, that experience in college isn't as valuable, but he might look at a guy like a, uh, like a Jermaine Johnson or, or like a, uh, Thibodeau. He was a starter for, for multiple years, but there's, and there's been some guys that have, have come along within the last year. Um, but he's going to be more willing. I, I feel like to take a chance, even with an early round pick on a guy who has a high relative athletic score, uh, compared to what Spielman was doing. And it sounds like, I feel like he's probably going to stick with the go for the younger guys as well approach. You know, he could, he could take a chance on maybe somebody, somebody who's a little older, 2023 20, around that, but I don't think he's going to, he's not going to be adding any Garrett Bradbury's, you know, who are ready to, or a step away from the senior citizen home uh, when they get drafted uh, by, by Quasi. I think he's going to, this look, the Vikings have a young coach and a young GM. So why are they going to draft guys that are like five years younger than him? Uh, you know, they they want they want these guys to be around longer. They know if they're younger, their careers might last longer. 
and they might have a, a better opportunity to stay with the Vikings for longer. So might as well draft guys as young as possible. But yeah, the athleticism, I think, is going to be favored more than it has in the past. So we will we will have to see what they do. And I think part of the reason that Rick went after these guys that were a little bit older, you know, maybe a little less athletic, but he figured he could play them right away. And in, uh, in the whole, Hey, let's make the playoffs. Let's go push for the seven seed or whatever. Like they wanted guys that could just throw into the lineup and whatever. And it backfired because they weren't athletic enough to overcome and be above average players. And right now we have a slightly, I'll say it below average team that they're hoping Kevin O'Connell can just be the missing piece and elevate everyone. So um, I look at this and it makes sense that Derek Stingley Jr. would be mocked to the Vikings because I looked into him. He's going to turn 21 in June. So he is super young. Uh, His relative athletic score was 8.98. So, I mean, everybody's mocking him. Everybody's kind of looking at that. I wonder if they kind of got this information and that's part of the deal rather than, you know, somebody like me doing a mock draft. The Vikings need a corner. Let's give them a corner. The Vikings need this. Let's give them this. If Derek Stingley Jr. is there at 12, do you think he's the pick or do you think they go somewhere else? Mm, I don't think he's making it to 12. Um, I've seen him go as high as three recently. So I don't think he's mm-hmm. coming anywhere close to 12. If the Vikings want him that bad, they're going to have to trade up for him. And I don't think they're going to do that. Um, but I guess if he's there, yeah, they would they would take him because, you know, not only is he a good corner, uh, potential to be great. His old, you know, defensive coordinator is now the, the defensive bass coach for the Vikings. And Patrick Peterson, former LSU guy, is also there. You know, his former teammate, Justin Jefferson, is, is also there. So there's a lot of connections between the Vikings and Derek Stingley Jr. But like I said, I don't think he's going to be uh, on the board by 12. If he is, something something went wrong. Yeah, I think uh, few teams are going to know Derek Stingley Jr. as well as the Vikings are. And the fact that Stingley right. went into his pro day and had this monster uh, performance, not like top of the charts, but very good you know, I think the Vikings would probably look at that and be like, that's going to be an impact player, even though he'll probably be behind Patrick Peterson and Cameron Dantzler. You can move him along, and eventually he takes over. Uh, since we're on that trajectory, we might as well move on to our next topic of the day, which is predicting the first three picks of the Vikings 2022 draft. How did I do this? The very scientific method, the pro football focus mock draft simulator, which I went in here and I was just like, I want to stay away from the people because there are certain people that see how it goes. It's like when you're playing a Madden franchise and it starts not going that well. So like you buy Madden and you throw up the franchise and then you go down a couple and you're like, man, Garrett Bradbury doesn't really progress like I thought he would. So you start over your franchise and the first thing you do is trade Garrett Bradbury or <laughs> whatever. Like it's like Jalen Petrie gets me an A. I'm going to draft Jalen Petrie in the second round. Everybody knows the algorithm. Everybody knows what they're looking at. Yeah. So I don't know how you did this, but I'm going to let you go first. 
because I have my guys. And if you mention one of my guys, I'll just kind of piggyback off of yours. I don't think I picked anyone that you picked. Um, I might have for the third pick. But in the first round, I went with Trent McDuffie. Uh, I could be, you know, the Washington corner. Could be at 12, could be later. Um, but he's someone I feel like has gotten a lot of attention. I've heard that the Vikings like him a lot. He has... Let's let's. I looked this up when you when you sent me this stuff earlier. But his his relative athletic score is a nine point four nine, which is pretty good. Um, and he's only he's under twenty two years old. So this gets this fits the criteria of the Vikings. And and I don't even look at this pick as as getting McDuffie to make an immediate impact for the Vikings this year because they resigned Patrick Peterson. They resigned not resigned, but they have Cameron Dantzler. They signed Shannon Sullivan. So they're kind of set at the top three. McDuffie could make an impact as a rookie, but I think the plan probably for him would be to more step in in 2023 or 2024 because cornerback is probably one of the hardest, if not the hardest, position to transition to from college to the the pros because there's just so many different rules and things that you can do in college that you can't do in the NFL. So I would look at this pick as more of like a planning for the future you know, because Patrick Peterson, there's a good chance he could be gone next year. Chan Sullivan, I think he only signed a one-year deal. And, uh, you know, the size of McDuffie, I think he's under six feet and he's under 200 pounds. Um, he fits the mold of a slot corner, but at Washington, he played the majority of the snaps on the outside. So he's got the talent to probably do both. Um, but I would go with Trent McDuffie because I feel like uh, Ahmad Gardner is going to be gone. Sauce Gardner, I'm sorry. Why did I call him by his the name his mom probably calls him? Um, and uh, and Derek Stingley, I think, is going to be off the board too. So I think if the Vikings want a corner and Kyle Hamilton's not there, uh, I think they'll go with uh, Trent McDuffie uh, out of Washington. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who falls because I feel like one of the big names is going to fall to 12 where you'll be like, he's still mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And then it'll mm-hmm. be really interesting, like a player like McDuffie who I'll talk a little bit about later. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, the Vikings could look at him, be the corner, and they'll be like, all right, that's our guy. And like you said, like the competitive rebuild thing, right? We've seen competitive. We've seen all the old guys brought back. We've seen the same crew run it back, right? This is where the rebuild takes place. And I think when you have older guys that are established that can start right now, you can take some risks. You can take some younger players, maybe some guys that have a better relative athletic score and hope for the best. So I think McDuffie, I'll give my thoughts on that. It's not, it's not, it's not exciting. I know it's not. And I wrote, I wrote about this. I did a mock draft wherever that went up today on the Viking age. And I, I think I literally wrote this is, I know it's not an exciting pick, but like it makes a lot of sense as far as what the Vikings need uh, for the future. And, you know, they have players to step in right now, like you mentioned, the competitive rebuild. So, like, they have guys to start right now, but looking ahead next season and the year after, you need to find guys that can step in, you know, as soon as possible. You know what? I'm just going to say it. I We need <laughs> we need an exciting pick. We need yeah. an exciting pick. I, I, I wait till later in the show. I will wait till later okay. in the show for this. Okay. The, okay. the good old okay. tease. Like, if you don't want to stick yeah. till the end – Wait, wait until the end, because I'm starting to get an even better argument for okay. what I was going to say, okay. even though, you know, it was kind of buttoned up. L- let me do my job here first and let me s- 
tell you what I was doing. So like I said, I wanted to stay away from the names that were super popular. So I wasn't going to take Derek Stingley Jr. Although the Vikings took him, I wouldn't be upset. I think Sauce Gardner or Derek Stingley would be a great pick there. Uh, Jamison Williams is a name that is getting more and more traction as we move along, not just from Viking circles, but from the entire league. Uh, and he would fit this bill. He turned 21 in March. His relative athletic score is not there because he hasn't worked out because of his torn ACL. Uh, He apparently ran a 4.39 40-yard dash at Alabama, though, and an anonymous NFL scout. Yeah, when did he do that? that? I I don't know if they have this combine. (laughs) Like, I'm I'm reading what I wrote. Every summer they turn 40s? They they just do a little like combine there. I don't yeah. know that it would be smart. It would it would be yeah. smart for a college program would to be. do that. Like okay, we're be. getting you ready for the pros. Let's go ahead and let's have you run a forty yard dash. This is how you do it. Well, like, he trans he did he tra- he transferred from Ohio State, right? So maybe they wanted to see like you know how fast he could actually run. So yeah, yeah. Maybe. So yeah. Uh, anonymous NFL scout, you gotta love that right now. Said he has <laughs> speed similar to Tyreek Hill, and like, it's just kind of like. There's some video I saw. It was like this guy just like watching like all the NFL YouTube videos. He's like, got to use him like Debo. He's got Tyreek Hill ceiling. Anybody fast is just automatically going to be compared to Tyreek Hill. He'd be Troy Williamson for all we know. And the ball could just clang off his hands the second he gets (laughs) here. He's not because I've watched him play and he's 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 really good. But Troy Williamson was good in college too. Yeah, Yeah. Darius Hayward Bay. That was another one. Um, Yeah, it just anyone the Raiders. Yeah, okay, man. But uh, here's another name that I'm just gonna throw out. It's Jordan Carloftis, which, like yep. you said, that is not going to be an exciting pick. I think nope. everybody would just kind of go, oh, okay, whatever. Yep. Uh, he's got the 9.21 relative athletic score. He turned 21 back on April 3rd. So happy belated birthday there! If you're watching this, George, uh, he could be a solid three four end. Got a lot of power moves. Not sexy. I wouldn't hate it, but uh, because he was there and I was using a draft simulator, Jamison Williams. I think if James, I think if Jamison Williams is there, he's the pick. But I think, I think somebody's going to trade up because I think people are smitten with that speed and uh, they're doing the same thing. They're like, "Hey, use him like Debo. Use him like Tyreek." Which what? I, yeah. What would your expectations be for him as a rookie? Would you even have any because of his his injury, or would you just? Is this more of a 2023 pick? I would hope that he's ready by late October, early November. Yeah. Like if he's, if he's ready by October, because what? So he tore his ACL mid January, right? So you say nine months probably. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't rush him. October. If you, if he's got (laughs) his first year, I would, I wouldn't even like, I wouldn't even mind if they were like, we let's just sit him and let him, get healthy for the whole season i wouldn't care it just depends on the rehab goes yeah, yeah. i mean if you if you believe in him that much and you just i mean if the vikings completely tank like naturally tank and they're, they're just not good then there's no reason to rush him back if you're in a playoff yeah. race he looks good in practice you go all right let's stick him out there i mean he's not going to be a number one or number two receiver you're looking at him to kind of be that uh, number three guy, be the deep threat, take the top off the defense, and free up Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen uh, for those yards Dude, underneath. Here's the thing. He would play if the old uh, medical staff was still there. 
He would play next season, no matter what. He would play like his career depended on it. Mike Zimmer, if he if he wasn't, what do you mean you got a torn ACL? Do you know Jeff Gladney? He ran on a torn meniscus. I don't even know if it was Zimmer, right? And I was uh, like, there's some. I was like, (laughs) I was like, Rick, are we getting that corner at 25? You could get your Justin Jefferson. I want my corner right now. There's some stuff about Sugarman, how he pressured people and had comments and stuff about guys who were injured. So I would I would even put that on Zimmer. I'd put that on you know the old medical staff and now they got apparently now they have like the the best of the best in there so i would oh i'm sure it's the friendliest medical staff ever (laughs) hey how you doing oh very uh collaborative scrape on your knee let's put a little band-aid on it very collaborative to make it feel better but they're they're, they are collaborative there's probably like two people just like oh yeah i scraped my knee oh yeah well what do you think doc put you in a sling yeah all right second round who you got um, I got a guy who I didn't really know about, but after, you know, reading about him a little bit recently, I like, I like it and reading about the Vikings needs. I like it as well. I got Travis Jones, a defensive tackle out of UConn. Now he's, uh, uh I, I believe he's, UConn he's powerhouse. I yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> Dan Orlovsky, Orlovsky. Uh, what, okay. What is, what is your take on that? I just want to ask, like when, when what? you see a player like out of UConn, are you just like, why are you taking him? But I mean, there, there's, oh, who was, there's who else players from weird UConn? colleges. There, yeah. 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 There's yeah. Yeah. Well, Josh Allen out of Wyoming. I mean, that's the, the number one there you that go. sticks out to me. Um, but Travis Jones, he's a nose tackle. I think he's around like 330. He's like 6'5 or something like that. But he had a relative athletic score of 9.39. Um, and he's, I think he's under 23. Um, but I looked at it. So they signed Harrison's, uh, Harrison Phillips, excuse me, not Harrison Smith, uh, Harrison Phillips to a three-year deal. And they can get out of it within probably like two years. But next year, Delvin Tomlinson and Armin Watts are both free agents. So, you know, even if they draft Travis Jones this year, um, he doesn't he doesn't have to make a big impact immediately. It's more for what they're going to do in 2023. This goes back to the competitive rebuild where you have guys in place already. But, you know, you're building more for 2023 and and 2024. But, um, you know, he got he's he's I think he's yeah. if I didn't say it already, he's PFF's like 27th ranked. Uh, prospect this year on their big board so you know he's he's getting some attention i think he's the third ranked defensive tackle in the league not in the league in the in their in the draft pool this year um so yeah travis jones out of uconn a relatively probably unknown he's not you know he's not jordan davis but he's still a very athletic big guy and uh i think he also had like over 20 pressures last year as a nose tackle which is pretty good if you're a nose tackle so uh that's my guy Travis Jones. That's kind of the argument against taking Jordan Davis at 12. I mean, he is a freak. If they took yeah. him at 12, I wouldn't be mad. Right. But at the same time, you know, a position like nose tackle, you could find a guy a little bit later mm-hmm. and you could feel a little bit better about yourself. So yep. I don't know. Um, personally, I went on the lookout for more athletic players and Everybody wants Jalen Petrie from Baylor, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's that gets to the A on the PFF simulator. Mm-hmm. Uh, people compare him to the Honey Badger. So, I mean, people are excited there. Uh, but he's also going to turn 23 on June 3rd. And his Ooh. RAS, a 8.47. Ooh. So, 
Kind of. I mean, nope. if they took him, I, I would that, like that's it a, a Spielman bit. pick. That's a Spielman pick. That I want Jalen Petrie. That's a Spielman Mike, pick. Mike, he's a corner. Mike, he's a corner. Don't you look at me <laughs> like that. Mike, sit down, yeah. Mike. I know he's yeah. not a true corner. Yeah, yeah. take the 24-year-old. That's, that's a Spielman that, he, he would a pick broken him. finger at the combine. And I he would pick like, him and be like, there you go, Mike. There's your guy. defensive back. See what you can do. Uh, Sam Howell was on the board here, too. Uh, I feel like there are worse picks you can make in the second round. If you want to do it, go ahead and do it. But uh, we also know how second round picks have turned out as far as quarterbacks go. Um, I went with Wisconsin linebacker, Leo, but pronouncing the last name. Chanel. 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 I think it's Chanel, like the, like, like the, the brand, right? Yeah. So you have a 21 year old linebacker. He's going to be 21 on week one. Uh, a 9.99 relative athletic score. Oh Pretty good. That's yeah. all right. I I wonder what would have been needed to get him a ten, like right. an extra tenth of a second. <laughs> or sneeze. I would be I would be disappointed. Like what? Right. Yeah. Right. You know that clumsy step onto the practice field. I mean, I know. Yeah, it's a little. Well, your shoes was untied. Yeah, it laces out of place. Like, yeah. yeah, had to ding you for that. I'm sorry. Um, Eric Kendricks and Jordan Hicks are not young. So <laughs> I feel like the Vikings should kind of, they're looking at this competitive rebuild thing. They should get some younger players in here. And you're getting a guy who's just a superstar in stopping the run. Uh, he had a 91.4 run defense grade, according to PFF last season. Micah Parsons' record at Penn State was 94.8. A downhill attacking linebacker in the middle of that defense. I mean, people are going to be like, where's the corner? Where's the corner? Calm down, Mike. We'll get you your corner. Don't look at me like that, Zim. Don't look at me. You're not here anymore. Mm -hmm. Leo Chanel, that is my second-round pick. Yeah, I like it. I like this. Well, I feel like... What we're doing is kind of what the Vikings did when they first, when Zimmer's regime first began. Like he drafted rookies, especially aside, well, even in the first round. Like he got these guys and he pretty much was like, unless you're a superstar, you're not going to play as a rookie. Like you look at Trey Waynes and even Teddy. Um, like this is the year to learn. You're going to sit back and learn. And if we need you to play, then you can play. But this is the year to learn. And then next year, we'll see how you are. And I think this is the approach that needs to be the Vikings need to go back to because the last few years of, of drafting guys and, and just throwing them into the fire has, has not really done them any favors aside from Justin Jefferson, but he is a superstar. Um, and he is he had to wait rare. Two weeks to even play. Yeah. Right. Um, so like, <laughs> but you look at guys like Cameron Dantzler and I know he's had good PFF grades and stuff, but uh, that didn't really matter when they played the lions and he didn't know where the goal line was. Um, so I think it's nice that we're taking this approach. Hopefully the Vikings do the same approach where, where you're drafting guys, not necessarily to play as rookies, but to just develop and hopefully, uh, become starters within a year or two. So I like, I like what we're doing so far. The third round, I'll let you have the honors. Once again, it is your turn. Who do you have yeah. the Vikings taking in the third round? This guy was on the board like every time I did a mock draft simulation in the third round, and and the Vikings have been, I think they've met with him twice this offseason, and I think Doogie's been talking about how the Vikings are very interested in him. It is Cole Strange out of Chattanooga. 
the guard, small school, Chattanooga. Now we talk about relative athletic scores. He had a relative athletic score of 9.95. Now he is on the, a little on the older side. I believe he is around 23 and a half, but maybe they, they view it differently uh, because of his, his athletic score. Maybe they're willing to you know give him a shot, but um, he, uh, he started most of his career at left guard in Chattanooga. Uh, really good, uh, run blocker. Um, and, and he's, uh, he was a good pass blocker at Chattanooga, but obviously there's going to be better competition in the NFL. So that's something, you know, he probably needs to work on, but he can, he also started, I think some games at left tackle and one at center. So he's got versatility. Um, and once again, he's, he's not a guy that has to play immediately. The Vikings signed Chris Reed, you know, they got, uh, Ezra Cleveland. So this is a guy you can bring in who has a lot of upside and you can have him sit and learn and get better. So that that's, you know, we know the Vikings need better offensive linemen, especially on the interior. So that's, that's who I'm going to go with Mr. Cole strange. And that's just, that's, that's, that's one of the best names in the draft this year too, by the way, Cole strange. Come on. The, the only knock I have on him is that he doesn't have his doctorate. Um, right. <laughs> maybe he'd be a first round pick, but uh, Strange was one of the names that I had on there. I agree with you mm-hmm. that if he was a little bit younger, maybe he's up the board a little bit. But I mean, right. I think this regime will look at his RAS and go, yeah, we'll, we'll go in and take that. We'll take that risk because maybe you can plug him in right away and you can do that. I will counter that Garrett Bradbury was a 9.91 RAS coming out yeah. of North Carolina State. And that did not go so well. As but he we started imme- so, He started immediately, though. So that's right. That's something yes. where maybe they, the Vikings don't guard. have to. Yeah, the Vikings don't have to do that with uh, with Strange. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But I, I yeah. think it just matters if they're comfortable with what they have. If they like what they have at the guard position, maybe they'll take a guy that, with a little bit more upside that's younger. Um, but if they're not exactly comfortable, the, I mean. Cole Strange, I feel like both guard spots would be up for grabs in that situation but where he could. They could also like Cleveland him as a center. might have to wonder if he's got a job. I, I, yeah, they could do that they too. Like, that's a good point. Yeah. He could. He could probably work out as a center. Um, yeah. That's actually where I went with this pick. So I, I went in and the three guys that I looked at were Cole Strange, Cam Jurgens, and Donovan West. Uh, Cam Jurgens, a possibility. He's going to be twenty three in August, but like you mentioned. I feel like the Vikings will take a chance on a guy with a high relative athletic score that might be a little bit older. Um, he also makes his own beef jerky, which um, that is that is. I mean, in Minnesota, on the same level of yeah, yeah. We we love beef jerky. I mean, yeah. is beef jerky big in California? I, I feel like it wouldn't be uh, if you could put it on a taco, maybe, but no. A beef so I'm, jerky taco. California uh, is really big, so like just to say California too is like, are you talking Northern California, Southern California, you know, Central? Because it's like it's big, like different, yeah, different like climates even. Northern Northern California, there's probably some woods, and they probably down some beef yes. jerky. But like yes. down in like yes. San Diego, where you are, I no. I don't think no. so. No. Um, that's almost like Pat L flying like working with concrete in the summer. Like this guy's going to be good. He, he like concrete. It's like, and he didn't, was uh, good to start, but 
you know, and, uh, just kind of went pear shaped. Who was the draft pick? Oh, Drew Samia. I think I remember seeing videos of Drew Samia like pushing cars or, or dragging cars with chains on them and stuff. Like, that's really going to help you, man, uh, when you're getting steamrolled by uh, DeForest Buckner. <laughs> Or don't know where to go, like yeah. period. Like, yeah. uh, which way does play go? I can pull oh, a truck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I could drag yeah. Dalvin Cook to yeah. the finish yeah, line. Yeah, pull if that I truck or the right line if I want to. Yeah. Take that truck. And um, leave. Donovan West is another one. He won't turn twenty-one until May. Uh, his relative athletic score, though, was a seven point oh one. I looked at all three of those guys and been like, Mikey's probably look at any of those guys and be like, yeah, we'll take a shot. I mean, the thing about West, when the guy's 20, like he is like, you could draft him and just be like, all right. Like if Kevin O'Connell is so dead set on giving Garrett Bradbury one last chance, which by the way, there is a report yeah. saying that they will not pick up yeah. his fifth year yeah. option. Not, yeah. Uh, You're yeah. lying, Kevin. So, You're lying. So here's my prediction for the third round. And it's not a prospect. I think the Vikings are going to trade down, especially in this scenario. You got three guys on the board. Um, mm. You know, I think they like strange more than the others. So I yeah. think I'd lean towards you, but I also know that if they don't make a trade within one of the first three They're picks, the they will not have a fourth round pick. And yeah. I don't think they want that. I think they want to pick in each round at least. So I think Quasey is going to trade down here yeah. because if you're at 12, you see the guy you want, you take him. Maybe even the second round, see the guy you want, take him. Maybe you do a little bit of a lower trade, get that fourth round pick. So I traded down with Tennessee. I got pick number 90. I got pick number 131. Uh, so 90, which is, I think, I don't think it was a comp pick quite yet, but uh, West was the last guy standing. But I, I could definitely see the Vikings with a trade down. So rather than a prospect, I'm predicting a trade. I don't know if that's a cop out or not. I'm going yeah, to do it because I'm the host of the show today. You can do whatever <laughs> you want on Thursday, Adam. <laughs> just gonna say. And pro football yeah. faith, pro football focus gave me an A minus. So we're still go. looking for a corner, but whatever. Just draft one later. Mike, Mike, calm down, Mike. And Zim. Well, what we've heard from like Ed Donatel and stuff that like they they need the corners to play well, obviously, but it's not like the Mike. D- Zimmer defense where you need the corners to be, you know, borderline elite. Like they're going to give you, they're going to give these corners a lot of help as far as like pass rush and, and safety help and stuff like that. It's not going to be strictly on like, you need to cover this guy one-on-one. You got to shut him down. So, you know, not drafting a corner within the first three rounds, I don't think it's going to be crazy because at the same time too, there's still a number of veteran free agents, guys that Ed Donatello has actually worked with as well. Um, trying to think off the top of my head. Of course, I say it now. I can't think of it. Kyle Fuller, um, and uh, Bryce Callahan are both out there still. Um, and then there could be guys that get cut before the season that they might be interested too. So I'm not if they don't draft a corner with the first three rounds, I'm not going to be worrying. Um, because one, we've talked about how they're already pretty much set with Patrick Peterson and uh, Jen Sullivan. And uh, who, oh, Cameron Dancer. Um, so I, I'm not going to be ripping my hair out and be like, what are you doing? Some people might. But as long as they're not psychotic like Bashad Breeland was, I think we'll be okay. But <laughs> no fights on the field. No fights on the field. No liking the uh, women online either. Um, let's, <laughs> or let's, tweeting after yeah. games. Yes, yes. Don't tell the fans to. Um, 
Don't go full DX after games. Yeah. Let's, don't talk let's about put it any, that way. Don't talk about any bratwurst after games. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> the final topic we had for today. We're kind of running out of time, so I don't know what you want to do here. We but, can do. We, uh, let's do. Let's just do one. One each. Let's do one each. All right. Yeah. I got. I got a good one. So, but I'll let you go first. So what we're going to do here, this is something that the ringer NFL draft podcast does, and it's called take purge, but we're going to do the Vikings draft edition. And basically what happens is you have a scalding hot take that you're about to drop on everyone. And I'm not going to judge you. I'm just going to sit back. I'm going to enjoy it. And yeah, whatever. So Adam, this is your floor. What is grinding your gears? What hot take do you want to drop Uh. on this podcast? I had some good ones, so now I'm gonna pick one. Um, I could go. I had one about Christian Ponder. Uh, yeah. Um, but I'll go. Uh, uh, tight end is a bigger need than receiver for the Vikings in this draft. Uh, Irv Smith's career has been injury riddled. The position group has zero depth behind Smith. No offense to Johnny Munt or whatever or anyone else in there. Uh, and Irv Smith is also in the final year of his contract. So like we've talked about before, get someone in the building now to learn the system, adjust the NFL, and then they could possibly even, you know, replace Smith in 2023. So I view tight end as a bigger need for the Vikings than wide receiver in this draft because they got Jefferson, they got Thielen, they got KJ Osborne, who I believe, I think I saw somebody tweeted that he had like the statistically the best third wide receiver season any Vikings player has had. So KJ Osborne, and he's, he's going in what, his third year? So he can get better. I'm not saying he's better than someone you can get in the draft, but I just think if you're going to take a receiver within the first three rounds, I think if you're going to take a tight end or a receiver in the first three rounds and you're the Vikings, I think that tight end is a better uh, option to do that. Does this mean we have to take down the Jarius Wright statue outside of U.S. Bank Stadium? <laughs> like the greatest third receiver yeah. ever in Vikings yeah, history? Right. Or like Jay Creed. Jay Creed's is KJ like Asborn, is he 17 too? I think he is. I think he's number 17, right? Yes. he is. Yes, he is. Yeah. That's, the, that's the number you got to wear if you're the third receiver, I guess. Apparently. Was, I, think, I think Aldrich Robinson had that number too back in the day, like 2018. Um, so yeah, that's the number. But yeah, that, that's... That's my flaming hot take. I did have one about Christian Ponder, but I'll save that for another time. Flaming hot. Did you know there's a uh, flaming hot Mountain Dew now? Like you can drink flaming hot, apparently. Man, I'm not surprised with anything that, that's available to consume these days. Like, <laughs> I've never had flaming I, hot. Like, I, I've no, never, not, I've, not, I, like Cheetos or anything? Like, yeah, I'm just like, I'll just get regular Cheetos. <laughs> I don't want my mouth to burn. I don't know, but yeah, some people like I, that. I, yeah, some people like the, especially out here. They're they're really big. Like it's really big out here, and maybe that's the it's the taco culture or whatever that's that's out here that promotes that. But yeah, they're they're really big out here. All the flaming hot stuff, but no, it's not not. If I'm gonna have hot stuff, I would like it to be chicken wings. That's and that's typically about it. I don't need anything else. That's the New Yorker in you, the uh, yes. Syracuse, the Buffalo, Buffalo, wings. outstate guy. Yeah. Yes. yes, yes. I uh, here's my take. I will say it here because you talked about Trent McDuffie. I do not want him. I do not want a <laughs> five foot eleven, hundred ninety three pound 
cornerback. I think that cornerback is a need, but mm-hmm. like you just said, you could get one wherever you want. You can go to the free agent yeah. market. You could sign a guy for $2 million. Chances are he's not going to be a complete ridiculous psychopath like Bashad Freeland was. And here's the other thing too. This offseason, there's been some splash moves. I mean, Zadarius Smith, exciting, fun, yeah. right? Yeah. But outside of that, what is there that really gets me going like, yes, Vikings football, let's go. I haven't seen anything yet. And may- maybe, you know, there's some Kirk stands out there like, you're not excited. We resigned Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah, we gave him an extension. What do you, What more do you want? What more does he got to do? We got Kevin O'Connell. We got give everything. Feeling a pay raise. Give Thielen a pay raise. Like, oh, sorry. Sorry. He honestly, took a cut. Pay cut. Dude, yeah. He, uh, he cut his cap number. It's technically a pay cut. <laughs> <laughs> give me something to be excited about. Give me something to cheer about. I don't care if mm-hmm. I come back in four years and it's like Laquan Treadwell. Go watch yep. the video because that reaction is hilarious. Give me something that on draft night that I go, yes, Quasi yep. did it. Quasi's doing his thing. He's doing the analytics thing, trading up, hacking the draft, all that stuff. Take Jameson Williams. Take Chris Olave. Take, uh, I mean, Derek Stingley. I would be excited about that. Trent, Trent McDuffie is just kind of, eh, and I don't know if it's because he played in Washington or what. I mean, Thor Nystrom dubbed his style McDuffie Island, but he was playing zone yeah, the entire time in Washington. So yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, if they do it, whatever, I'll support it. It'll probably be one of those half-hearted, like Orange Cassidy thumbs up. But um, yeah, that's <laughs> that's my hot take. Stay away from Trent McDuffie because give me an exciting pick give me something sexy let's go you need you need something exciting by the way uh antoine winfield five foot nine 180 pounds um so you know the senior or junior (laughs) senior senior okay i wasn't sure if you were talking senior or junior like the guy they should have that should have been my old uh it should have been my old take but we don't oh, really they have time on, for that now. On Antoine Winfield in what, 2020? Yeah, 2020. Yeah, when the entire state of Minnesota is like, that guy's glad- good. No, we're going to take Jeff Glenn. He's got the torn meniscus and he's running yeah. on it. He's a Zimmer guy. He's played corners yeah. four years starter in yeah. college. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, that is <laughs> time for the Viking Age podcast. Once again, subscribe. Get your chance to win a Justin Jefferson jersey. All the details are down. In the description, for Adam Patrick, I am Chris Shad. We're signing off until Thursday, draft night, where we will talk after all the carnage has happened. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.